What up, what up? Welcome to the Continual Growth Podcast, where we give you tips and tricks to help you live your best life. It's episode 49. I'm Bawanka. I'm your host, and I'm joined by none other than Coach Carrie. Shout out to Rhea. She's in the house today. Yes. So before we even get started, let me give the people a, a brief background about you, and then Let's we'll get it. into it. So Coach Carrie, she's, uh, she's been in event planning for over 10 years before she got into, into life coaching. She's now a life coach, a speaker. Um, she's lost over 300 pounds. Shout outs to you for that. Big one, okay. And most recently, yes. um, she's been nominated for the Notable Awards as Life Coach of the Year. Yes, yes, Wow, well yes. done. Okay. Well done. So, so tell us tell us a little bit about you. How are you doing today? Yeah. How's everything okay. going right. with you? Today's really good. Um, you know, started day off great and I get to be here with you. So thank you. Mm-hmm, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And I'm pumped. Okay, Life okay. Is good. I'm and I, I haven't seen you in probably like a year and a half. Yeah. Almost yeah. Yep. So let me let me just take it back a yeah. little bit to, to the first <laughs> day we met. <laughs> so this is when I was back when I was working at the gym and, and you messaged that you wanted to come in for uh, for some personal training. And I read the email and I think at the bottom of your email it said like life coach. And I'm like, oh shit, because <laughs> I had never I had never met a life coach before in my life. And I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Like I'm gonna meet a life coach. And I had even someone had even asked me prior to that, be like be my life coach, but like I wasn't serious and mm-hmm. I was just, I was only in personal training, right? Yeah. And in personal training, you're helping people improve their, improve their bodies. And at the same time, you can be doing stuff to help them with their yeah. mentality and things like that. So meeting you, I was like, hey, I've never met a life coach before. I'm, <laughs> I can't wait to see like what a, what a real life coach is like. <laughs> oh my God. Good thing I didn't know that. So much pressure. Yeah. And, and when I met you, I'm like, yo, this, like, she's mad cool. <laughs> like, I remember I'm like, I'm like, yo, is she going to be like really proper? Like what's going on? Yeah. And you came in, you walked down the stairs, and you're like, what's up? What's going on? I'm like, <laughs> she, she's hype. <laughs> that sounds like me, 100%. Nothing's changed since I was a kid, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. So let's let's jump right into it. I know you Do have it. a crazy story. You told it to me, like, the very first day I met you, <laughs> and I'm like, this. you inspired me after, like, just 30 minutes of meeting you. I so, appreciate that. So tell the people a little bit about you, a little bit about your story, your journey, and we'll jump into okay, it. Okay, yes, Okay. That was also really cool, and I really enjoyed my time with you at the gym, and I, I felt inspired by you right back. Thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so my story, a little bit, and kind of what I shared with you at the gym that day, was I was just a regular kid, having a lot of fun, but I was bullied a lot, mm-hmm. and I hated school, and I didn't want to be there, and I switched schools a lot, too. And yeah. so when I got to a new school, I thought, you know, this is my chance to redefine myself, and Um, I had the mentality of let me hurt them before they hurt me. Yeah. Naturally, right? When you've been bullied, you're like, okay, I'll be the bully and then they can't bully me. And that didn't work out so well. I didn't make any friends. So I changed schools again the next year. And this is the day that the first day of this school changed my life forever. And I walk into the classroom and I'm the only new kid. I'm the only fat kid. I'm the only black kid. And they've all been best friends since junior kindergarten. Yeah. And they're laughing about me, snickering about me, whispering about me. And I just remember going to the washroom and bawling my eyes out, truthfully, just sobbing. And I remember being like, mom and dad are gone for work. I can't call them. I kind of just had this feeling that I knew I need to figure it out on my own, but I didn't know how. And I have this distinct memory of looking at myself in the mirror and saying, 
you've done this before, you'll do this again, you have friends. So I had friends from all my extracurriculum activities, friends from my neighborhood. So I just knew that school wasn't the only place. And I went back to the classroom and I went around the room and I introduced myself to every single kid, learned their name and something about them. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was onto something and it mm-hmm. immediately disarmed them. And now they didn't want to be yeah. mean to me because we'd all just become friends. Real quick, real quick. Let me just stop you real quick. Yeah. What made you be like, all right, now I want to meet everyone and I want to be friends. Like, what made you do that? Honestly, I don't have an explanation for you. It was like one of those survival moments. I'm in the washroom. I'm looking at myself. I'm crying. It's like, how can I figure this out? And that was the first thing that came to my mind. Okay, okay. okay. Was to put myself out there first before them, but not in the bad way and not in the negative way and being a bully. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Um, and some of those friends I'm still with uh, today. So pan to grade 10. So in between grade 4 and grade 10, I switched schools about three more times. Mm-hmm. So I kept using that tool. New kid, I went around the room, introduced myself to everyone. Bam, making friends everywhere I go. So picture me going from all these different schools and just picking up friends wherever I go. Okay, yeah. Pan to grade 10 now. And at this point, I'm also over 600 pounds. That's right, 600 pounds. And um, I thought I was going to be bullied. My parents, friends, everyone kind of thought I would be bullied because changing schools in the middle of high school is hard, but yeah. obviously more hard when you're morbidly obese. So first day of grade 10, I get there, and I'm like, I got this. I have my tool. So went around the room, introduced myself to every single kid, learned their name and something about them, and it worked once again. And I went on to become, quote, quote, most popular kid in school and prom queen. And so people were like, how did you do that? Like, every, if 600 pounds, you'd be bullied. You'd be, like, nobody would talk to you at my public school or this school or that school. And I always say to everyone, even friends from high school that like, come up to me now, and they're like, man, I don't know how you were confident then. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you did it. And I just say to them the same thing. I had self-love. It didn't matter to me what anyone else thought. So I constantly projected love. Yeah. And I embodied that in everything I did. So if I saw someone in grade 9 eating by themselves, I'd be the first person to go sit with them. And these little things actually kind of helped me eliminate bullying in my high school during my time there. So that's kind of what sparked it. Yeah. But again, I'm only 6'17", so at the time I'm still like, yeah, yeah, I'm just someone who is outgoing. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so pan to university. I started throwing <laughs> parties there and events. And that worked really well. I loved bringing people together and having a good time. But then I started to feel really unfulfilled around 20, between 25 and 27. I'm thinking about, you know, psychiatry. I majored in psychology in school. Um, but it felt very black and white. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So what are you up to at this time? And I'm in university. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, oh, sorry. At 20, between 25 and 27, I'm throwing parties. I'm at the, I'm at the peak. I'm crushing it. King Street. I'm like running everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone okay. knows me. All the top parties. I'm running it. Hey. Um, but it's a backstabbing world. There's a lot of, you know, substance abuse that I wasn't involved in and nor was I interested in. And I just knew that I needed to evolve and get into something that's better suited me. So uh, my values had changed a lot from 17 to 27. So I wanted to find something that would align with me then. And I thought about being a manager or this and that. It just, none of it, none of it worked. And then at 27, I heard about life coaching. And it really felt like all the dots sort of aligned throughout my entire life. And like, that was my purpose. I was able to still help people without having to, being able to prescribe medication and do it my own way. Mm-hmm. So I was able to thrive in the gray area and not have to be in this really strict black and white, like I felt psychiatry and therapy was for me. Yeah. Um, and that was, I'm 32 now, so at 27 I went back to school for life coaching. That was a very intense year and a half program. 
I was doing events and coaching at both at the same time while I was trying to transition. And like, like you were putting on events or you were being yeah, a part of events? I was like still doing the doing King the Street events okay, okay. and still stepping into that world. Yeah. But my transition was pretty easy because of the fact that I never did drugs, never was at the after party, and always held my integrity number one. Mm-hmm. So I would always commit to anything I ever said to anyone. You said, hey, you said you would give me three bottles for this price at that time at this club. No problem. I'm going to make sure that happens. Even if the club owner said no, I would mm-hmm. take it out of my own pocket. Um, so then when I transitioned, the, a lot of the people from that industry were my clients at first and it started to build up my confidence and my reputation. And then I just started to continue to use my network and utilize the people that cared about me and say, Hey, this is what I'm doing now. And everyone was like, oh, that's perfect for you. Of course you're supposed to be a life coach. Oh my God, that makes perfect sense. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. So it was like other people were seeing it. Yeah. And then I started to get treated the way I wanted to be treated. Rather than, oh, Rhea, the girl who just throws parties. Oh, Rhea, the girl that has some deserves a seat at the table. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. Um, and then the last year, I've just really been able to take it to the next level and really hone in on all my skills. And now I have three certifications in coaching, one in one-on-one, one in group, and one in cognitive behavioral coaching. Amazing. Um, and just crushing the corporate world and doing something different. I'm the first person that's really been doing it that's my age, mm-hmm. a coach, yeah. a woman, yeah. a minority, an LGBTQ um, person. So, yeah. And then a time when diversity and inclusion is one of the biggest topics in the corporate world, mm-hmm. sometimes it feels like they need me more than I need them now. Yeah. Okay, so what's it, what's it normally like? So you go to these corporate events, and, and what's, it, what's it normally like in the corporate events? So I talk try to go to the events a little bit, but more when I'm doing like the workshops. Mm -hmm. So those ones are, it's definitely different. Yeah. Because a lot of people are there and they're not getting paid. Yeah. So they're like, why am I here? A lot of people in the corporate world aren't valued or under supported and stressed. And so then when you give someone who's feeling that way, constructive criticism or shine a light on the darkness they've been avoiding for a lot of their lives, they don't like it. So then nobody wants to see me f- to an extent yeah. at first, right? Because I'm the coach and blah, 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 blah. But by the end of it, they all want to hug me. They all want to connect with me. And they're all inspired with me. Amazing. And I start off each one pretty much the same. Because typically it's about a group of 30 or 40. Mm-hmm. And I always tell a bit about myself like I just did now. And then I go around the room and say, but I want to learn more about you. And of course, I use my tool. Before it starts, I go around the room and I introduce myself to every single person in that room and remember their name. Mm-hmm. So the moment they call, they raise their hand or say something, I've remembered their name. Okay. And then they're like, whoa. Real quick right now, yeah. I know a lot of people struggle with names. I struggle with names. I always find out people's names, but it's really <laughs> hard to remember names. Yep. And apparently, yo, you're killing it. Yo, I'm so what's, so what's, what's the tip? Okay. I get asked this question a lot. I'm very, very good at names. But why? I, the moment someone says it to me, I repeat it right away. Mm-hmm. Out loud? Yeah. So like this. Bwanka. Bwanka. Pleasure. And uh. then on Ponar Exchange, you're leaving you, right away I go, okay, nice to meet you. And I say, Bwanka. So uh. nice to meet you, Bwanka. So I've said it twice in my mind already. And then I've associated our interaction, a positive feeling. When you associate a memory with a positive feeling, it naturally tells your brain to store it in long term. Mm-hmm. For example, you can't remember what you did in two days ago, a lot of people. Yeah. But people can remember their wedding day. That yeah. was 30 years ago. Is, to is the, that, down to the last yeah, detail. Yeah, that's true. It's important. It's emotion. Yeah. 
So that's how I've been able to remember such good names. Okay, that's, that's a really good tip, and we're yeah. just getting started. Right. Oh, and then the one thing that I ask everyone in the corporate space before I, right after I tell my story to get us kind of engaged and get that energy in the room a safe place and people want to share, I always go around the room and ask everyone the same three questions. Tell me your name mm-hmm. and a little bit about yourself. Tell me one thing you're proud of and one thing you feel as though you can improve upon. Mm-hmm. It's the last question. That's the kicker. Because at first people will say, I could improve upon balancing my time more. Great. I could improve upon anger management. Mm. And then the room is like, mm, I struggle with that too. Or I could use better, I could improve upon setting better boundaries. Yeah. I could improve upon getting rid of the habits that no longer serve me. And then the room is like, oh my God, we're all sharing and growing together. And that's where the magic happens. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay. So now you lost 300 pounds. Jeez. Shout outs to you for that. That's <laughs> yes. incredible. Okay, so now kind of tell us uh, maybe what sparked it. Just tell us, walk us through your journey. And yeah. because and, I'm sure you learned like you learned a lot from it. Yeah. And you got a lot from it. Yeah. Um, I guess that's one part of the story I never, ever really tell as much. Not for anything bad. I just start from sort of the w- losing weight. Mm-hmm. But the catalyst was truly my dad. And he's a healthy guy, works really hard. Hits the gym every day. He's 65. Looks like he's 40. Mm. Super healthy. Um, and then when I was 24, he went into the hospital with high blood pressure and stress and lost like 20 pounds. So when I went to go visit him in the hospital, it was like very hard and crushing to see my like hero, my idol in like a hospital bed and like sunken in cheeks, lost weight. And I was yeah. like, whoa, what the heck? And then it made me think, well, the healthiest person I know it's in the hospital. I'm like, what's going to happen to me? And so the next day that I finally went to the doctor and I was like, okay, I've been avoiding you <laughs> for a long time because I know what you're going to say, but I was like, let's do this. And so I had like every check possible. And then in the next week, he, I had an appointment again and to go over my results and he was shocked. And my doctor legitimately said, he was like, you're 100% healthy except for your BMI. Mm. No high blood pressure, nothing. He was like, it was shocking. He's like, but I promise you it's your age that's saving you. He's like, if you came to me at 35 with the exact same weight and the exact same everything, I'd probably be having to put you on medication. So he was like, this is your chance to do it now before that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you're right. This is my chance. And so that's what really started it. Um, It was really also about changing my lifestyle, being in events, promoter, eating late, drinking, a lot of these bad habits. So that was the first place I started. I stopped drinking for over a year. Um, I started to eat more meals, small meals per day rather than like three big ones. I would have six smaller ones. So eating like every two to three hours. So I was never starving. Um, and then just moving in every way. So swimming, training, I training three times a week. Shout out Kyle Gentle, who was really my first trainer that really helped me get my shit together, to be honest, you know, and took his time with me and like still now to this day, a lot of the values he taught me, I still have. Amazing. Um, yeah, and just keep it moving. That's, That's sick. Yeah. So what it sounds like, what I got from this is like, you realize like, I'm not in control of my life and what's going to happen. And you're like, yo, fuck this. I'm yeah. taking control. Yeah, 100%. And you, you took control and now you're, now you're, you're where you want to be. Almost. I'm, st- I'm, still on, I'm still on the road and eventually I might do skin removal. Yeah. But I still am trying to get another 40 pounds, but it's, a, it's an ongoing work Mm -hmm. 
And so sometimes I plateau and then I crush it and then I gain it and then the holidays and there's all these things. Yeah. So it's also finding out what works best for me because the smaller I get, the harder I have to yeah, work. Yeah, 100%. When I was 600 pounds, it was like eating, drinking more water, I'd lose 10 pounds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas now it's like, uh-uh, you better get your ass to the gym and mm-hmm. you better stop mm-hmm. eating cheese. That's good though. That's good. It's a, it's <laughs> Working a journey. Working hard, 100%. It's a journey, never ends and yeah. you're, you're, killing, you're killing, you're killing. Exactly. Okay. So before this, we were we were talking a little bit, and you were telling me about how the last year for you has been crazy, and it's because you started focusing on yourself. And today is World Kindness Day. Uh, we're filming or we're recording November 13th, World Kindness Day. So kind of tell us what you mean by starting to, to take more care of yourself. Okay. So I think I was taking better care of myself by making better priorities. And so I love, you know, being around my friends and family, but I also would put them first. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't putting myself as first as I could have. Yeah. And that transcended from across every aspect of my life. And I stopped going out when I didn't want to go out. If someone invited me to something, I'm like, okay, no problem, but I'm good for that one. Yeah. Whereas before, I would be like, yep, 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 I'm in, I'm down, to the point where I was constantly triple booking myself. Yeah. And then that made me feel really bad as like integrity, mm-hmm. especially a coach. So to become a coach, you have to do a lot of inner work. Um, and so that, that got a lot better. Um, and then just really focusing on more of what exactly I wanted rather than exactly what I didn't want. So I put all my focus into just coach care and, and kind of letting everything else subside and saying no to all my side projects. I'm a habitual entrepreneur. I have been my whole life. Mm-hmm. So that was hard. It was really hard for me to put other things down for a bit and focus and have tunnel vision on my own brand yeah. to help take me to the next level. So I think really getting clear on my priorities, getting clear on my boundaries, and getting clear on my goals. Amazing, amazing. So how would you say this whole self-discovery journey has been? Oh, ups and downs, 100%. There's no one who can say that they've gone through a journey without there being ups and downs. That's part of where the magic happens. Nothing Mm -hmm. grows in being comfort. Nothing happens there. You're just complacent. And so the magic happens when we get uncomfortable. And I always compare it to a a snake shedding their skin. It's itchy and it's uncomfortable and they've got to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But then when you get rid of it, you feel like a new person, yeah. new skin. Yeah. So that's really what I what I compare it to. I love that you're talking about that, getting out of your comfort zone. Because today is Triathing Tuesday. <laughs> we haven't done our we haven't done our Triathing yet. For those of you that don't know what Triathing Tuesday is, it's basically what we're talking about. You just find something that you wouldn't normally do. Say yes to something you wouldn't normally say yes to. Do something that you find uncomfortable. And just get out of your comfort zone. If you do that every Tuesday, I promise <laughs> a month from now, half a year from now, a year it. from now, your life is going to be in a completely different place. So what's the new thing you're trying today? Oh, we have a whole list of 21 ideas. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to go through it right now, but right. I'm sure you're going to, you're going to want to do I'm one of them with up us. With that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. 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 Perfect. Okay. So now you've, you've done a lot of work on yourself. So what would you say are... Um, some daily rituals that have you think really help you to get to where you are, or maybe it's just something that you need to do every day. Um, 
I guess that's like, for me, it's two parts. Mm-hmm. I think each day comes with its own different recipe. But I always try to take time to meditate or get centered or clear my thoughts. So whether that's five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 seconds, whatever it is where I can take a deep breath and just collect myself. It's helped me through any and every situation ever. Mm -hmm. And Do you like to do it like you like to do it in the morning, in the evening? All day. All any, day. Any, ch- any chance I get. Any t- chance I recognize that my breath is shallow. Mm-hmm. But specifically in the morning, it's try to not be on my phone right away in the morning. Yeah. And stretching. So that's like my hands down, non-negotiable morning routine. Mm-hmm. Everything else will shift as I shift and evolve as I evolve. But those are the two non-negotiables. And then what I do every day is embody my life's mantra. And so... Can I share that with you? Yeah, of course. Okay, so number one is no stress ever. Yep. And so when I say no stress ever is that we always have a choice. And I'm not one to dwell on the problems. I try to be as solution-focused as possible. And my dad used to always say to me, come to me with solutions, not problems. And as a kid, I was like, "Mm, this doesn't make any sense. And as an adult, I'm like, cool, that's my mantra. I get it now. Why focus on the problems? I'll focus on solutions. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two is spread positivity. And I mean that in any way and every way, no matter how big or how small. It could be acknowledging a random person on the street. It could be smiling at someone. It could be shooting a text to someone who you know you haven't spoken to in a while or who you know is going through something or celebrating something. Just taking a moment to acknowledge that and them um, or just saying please and thank you, holding the doors for people, really, really simple things that make you feel great and quite literally spread positivity and it trickles over to everybody. Um, And then my last one is lead with love. Mm -hmm. And this one I look to a lot or turn to a lot when I'm going through a harder time or if someone rubs me the wrong way or someone's mean to me or someone yells at me on the streetcar. I just try to take a deep breath and think lead with love. So I don't know what that person's going through at home. I don't know what their life is like. And I'm going to be compassionate and be empathetic. So when I think of lead with love, put love into everything I do. Yes, yes, yes. Purifier. And for those of you that can't see, she's got on a hat right now. It says just love, right? And like right when you see that hat, you're just like, it just... It just like it, it, it melts you. It makes it just everything is just gone right away. So hundred like, percent. I, I like that hat. Where'd big, you get it? So big shout out to um, the charity that I work with called Get Real. We do school talks on LGBT inclusion and anti-bullying. And so this is one of our hats and part of our brand is uh, Just Love. So I wear this hat all the time. And the amount of compliments I get about this hat is crazy. Yeah. So shout like out to it. Get Real. I, I got to get me something like that. Oh, okay. I got you. I'll oh, get you. Okay. 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 Perfect. I got a hat for you. Okay. So. At Continual Growth, you know, we're all about habits. So um, why are habits important for the success of what you do? Yeah, so habits, I think, are really important because they're small steps to a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And I used to be the kind of person that I, I see the vision. I see the big picture always. And I would always struggle with the little tedious steps to get there. And for a long time, I thought, oh, that's just me. But it's because I was never passionate about a lot of other things. I wasn't passionate about getting into it and doing the work because it didn't align with me. The moment I started working in coaching, I was like, I get it now. So I want to go through all the little steps and have them trickle in. The decisions I made last year are helping the decisions I'm making this year and helping my growth. So the little habits, I think, also hold you accountable 
and keep you on like a trajectory. So I constantly am making new goals for myself, new goals for myself, new goals for myself. And part of those goals are obviously, are often adding new habits. Amazing, amazing. Okay. So last question. If you could only give someone one tip to help them improve their life, what would it be? That's a tough one. There's a, oh, there's so many, but I think it's going to have to be one of the ones from my life's mantra. Okay. So simple, but I'm thinking lead with love. Yes. But not only lead with love outwardly, but lead with love inwardly. Because the more you love yourself, the more you take care of yourself, the more you're able to embody it, the more you're able to release it outwardly and spread that to everybody you come in contact with. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why I've been successful. Same reason why I was able to not be bullied in grade four. Uh, and the same reason we had the same connection we, we had when the first time we met. Because I walk in and I just don't care what anybody thinks. And I yep. say, hi, I put myself out there. And I think that could make everyone's life a little bit better. They practice more leading with love for themselves and others. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on that like right away. And it's really important for me to also say that that could look like anything to anyone. Everyone's different. So self-care, self-love is going to be different for everybody. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so before we finish, wrap this up, um, where can we find you? Yep. Um, so Instagram, at Coach.Carry. And then I'm on Facebook, Coach Carry, LinkedIn, Coach Carry, C-O-A-C-H, Carry with a C-C-A-R-E-Y. Okay, and last thing, you know, you're up for those awards, the Notable <laughs> Awards, yes. Coach of the Year. Uh, how can we vote for that? Okay, so it's going to be the notableawards.com um, slash hashtag vote. And then you're going to click categ all categories and you'll go down to life coach category. And then you'll scroll and ideally vote for me. Um, would greatly appreciate no, that. No, not ideally. Just vote for her. Vote for her. Vote no, for man, Coach lead Carey. with love. Uh, I'll, vote, I'll <laughs> vote for Coach Carey. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> 100%. That support, though. Okay, perfect. Okay, so thanks a lot for coming on the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It was Ooh. great having you. You got one more one thing? More okay, thing. okay. One hit hit thing. him with it. Hit him with it. So it's really important to figure out what tools work best for you mm -hmm. so that you can add them when you, when, all the time, not when you need them. A lot of people make the mistake of being like, oh, I'm having a really bad week, so I'm going to do all the things I know that make me feel good, but it's not working because mm -hmm. it's too late. You're already in the rut. Yeah. But if you add them consistently a little bit every day or one every day, it's like a video game. If you die in level six, you won't go all the way back to level one. You'll maybe go back to level four. Mm -hmm. Much easier to get to level six from level four than level one. Same with life. If you're in level one, you're in depression, you're stuck, you're in a rut. Way harder to get back to level six. Yeah. But if you're constantly fueling yourself with the things that work best for you, and I call those our tools, easier to bounce back. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. So make sure to put in that work. Lead with love. Spread the positivity. Yes. And one of my favorites is no stress ever. Jeez. No problems, only <laughs> solutions. Only solutions. Okay, so shout outs to Coach Carrie. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Make sure to check her out. Make sure to vote for her. Yes. And if you enjoyed this episode, you know what we want you to do. Go out there, subscribe to the podcast, yep. rate and review it. Give us those five stars. You know, we always are asking yep. for five share, stars. Share, share, share. Yeah. 
And, and other than that, just keep making those steps that are going to help you move forward. Um, if you have any questions, you can hit up Coach Kerry. You can hit us up, slide in the DM, continual yep. growth, uh, www.continualgrowth.ca. And other than that, kill every day and own your fucking life. 100%. Thanks for having me, babe. Bless up. <laughs>